When people first find out that I was raised in a gay cult, they don't exactly know how to react. The initial expectation is usually that I'm just messing with them, trying to pull one over or even shooting for an awkward, poorly delivered joke. The only problem is, of course, that I'm not joking. It takes a while, but eventually I'm able to convince whomever I'm talking to that I'm being completely serious, and that my entire early life was spent within the confines of a heavily guarded religious compound in the wild wastelands of Utah. Of course, the next thing they want to know is, what was it like? This is actually a fairly hard question for me to answer for a lot of reasons, but the main one being the fact that I have nothing else to compare it to. As far as I was aware, all kids grew up attending morning religious rituals like snake handling and fire walking. It wasn't until I eventually left the church as a 19-year-old that I started to see the way other people were raised. I watched my first television program that year. And boy, was I in for a shock. The smiling families on the sitcoms I saw were nothing like the one that I was raised in. Mostly because on television, everyone was blood-related, and almost none of them were gay. What I had called my family my entire life was actually just a closely-knit group of religious practitioners. No actual relation at all. The leader of the church adopted me, along with a few others, and we were raised to call him Stepfather. His name was Peter Welling, and our church was called Gay Garden. Peter might as well have been a god to us in those days, a confident, charismatic man who looked after the church members well and seemed to have a genuinely good heart. He never raised his voice in anger, but showed power through an extreme sense of calm and discipline. I wouldn't say that I was afraid of him, but I absolutely respected the man, even to this day. Of course, my perspective on everything that Peter taught us has changed quite a bit since I left the church. It's been five years since running away and carving out a life of my own here in Salt Lake City, and in all of that time I had learned a lot about the nature of existence. Peter was not a prophet, or a god, simply a very confused man trying to do the best that he could for the people who loved him. In a lot of ways, I am thankful that I ended up in this cult and not some of the others I have read about. Nothing that happened at the gay garden was illegal, at least that I saw. And even though the morality of keeping your followers in the dark about the outside world, like Peter did, was questionable, I genuinely believe that he did it out of love and not manipulation. Unlike many other cult leaders that I have since learned about, Peter was not a power-hungry madman, just a confused believer doing the best that he could with a collection of strange ideas. Honestly, the world at large probably would agree completely and leave us well alone if it weren't for the one thing that pops up in everyone's head when you talk about the gay garden. Freaky sex stuff. Let's get it out of the way right now. Yes, it's all true. There is a lot of ritualized sex happening within the walls of the gay garden compound, but all of it is between consenting adults who have every right to fuck the hell out of whoever they'd like to fuck. What most people see as weird and unnerving was actually quite sensual. At least, that's what I heard. Unfortunately, I left the church right before my 20th birthday, which is just before the first sexual ritual takes place, so I don't exactly know for myself. Of course, the stepfather and step-uncle aspect of these sexual encounters also rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and understandably so. 
but that never bothered me all that much thanks mostly to the fact that the older men at the church happened to be incredibly handsome. Sure, they are older men, but they wear it well and stay exceptionally fit by taking part in various chores around the compound. I have to admit that there are plenty of nights since I left the church that I've stayed awake and fantasized about the 20-year ritual that I missed out on. It still haunts me, a deep taboo fantasy lurking within that I am unable to purge, regardless of how far I drift from my previous life as a member of the Gay Garden. 